She leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you'll definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrive Factor Coach. To find out more, email hello at thrivefactorco.com. Great big hello, everyone. I am delighted to welcome you back to another episode of She Leads, She Thrives podcast. I'm Shannon Dunn, your host and a long-term business and leadership coach with an obsession of bringing you interesting conversations. Like, let's just say that. And I know today's is definitely going to be that. So I'm not putting any pressure on you, Joe. but like there's the expectation, right? So beautiful Joe Norton and I, we don't know, I can't even remember how long ago it was. It's probably a good three or maybe even more years ago, right, that we connected. Yeah. We were in a program together online with a coach that was in the UK where Joe's based. And we, I don't know, there's something about you I was fascinated with and like what you were doing and then having stayed connected to you since then, um, it's been, oh, there's so much we're going to talk about today, but like your your personal evolution and shift and, and growth has been so interesting from this side of the world to watch and to, to witness. So I'm really it's been interesting from this side of the world as well. <laughs> it has. So I'm going to let Jo introduce herself. Some of the guests I have, they've got bios and things, but this is how much of an evolutionary soul Jo is. She's like, I kind of can't pin it down to do anything. So give us a bit of an intro about maybe where you've come from, the things that you were doing, because you know, you were very much focused on mindset when we first connected. And I know that's still a part of what you do. Um, but yeah, where, where are you at kind of now? So we're just for context, we're recording this in the kind of early part of February in 2022. When you're listening live, we'll be at some later date. So let's hear where Joe's at right now. <laughs> yeah, so who knows? I might say right? stuff now and then when we when actually people come to it, they're like, no, she's doing something different now. <laughs> it's fundamental, you know, it's I love how we think it's such an easy question to ask someone oh. right at the start. Come on, just tell tell us about yourself. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about what you do. And it's the it's the hardest question of the whole thing, right? It's the hardest question yeah. to answer because particularly, and we were just we were just chatting about this pre pre recording. Particularly when we come to a place where we deeply recognize and remember that we are multi dimensional beings, that right. we are more than just our personality. 
right? That we are more than just this identity, this personality, this ego, this kind of mind-led sense of self, then actually the idea of putting labels on ourselves in any way, you know, even me, you know, I could say I, I'm a wife. I could say I'm, you know, I you know, live here or I, or I do this thing. And all of those things absolutely can and, and are tr- can be true and are true. And also there is so much more on this multidimensional level that it feels like sometimes we're missing off. So the way I suppose I like to describe what I do, and you just said actually, Shannon, that when you first met me specifically, it was the mindset work that I was, was working in, which is... Focus. Yeah. Right, which is absolutely true. So basically, I'd kind of led into that because I'd come into that. I'd been coaching and mentoring for a long time within education. Mm. Um, I'd been a primary school teacher, and then actually, had ended up coaching and mentoring the teachers. So I've been coaching and mentoring for you know, kind of fifteen yeah. plus years, right? <laughs> and then just over five years ago, I I banged my head really badly. I suffered a brain injury, and from that, it just kind of totally changed the trajectory of my life, yeah. and it it really gave me the gift of what I refer to as waking up. It gave me that gift of literally like banging, you know, banging the head. And, and it was like, whoa, I've woken up. Not all in one moment, oh, no. <laughs> but of course, like unfolding bit by bit, a year of recovery of what was kind of going on with my own mind. Mm. Then when I started the business that I'm running now, my business now, it was specifically about the mind. Yes. It was specifically leading that's in with the mind because that, right? That had been the thing that within me had felt like I'd had the challenges with. And so when I started working with people, it was much more mind focused, much more on a mindset kind of level. And of course, that is beautiful work to do. Us delving into what is going on in our minds and how the minds are bringing us thoughts that serve, don't serve, all of that sort of stuff is such a powerful thing to be able to look at. The interesting thing that then happens, though, is when we delve into the world of mind, we start to realize that in order to observe the mind and notice what's going on in the mind, we can't be the mind anymore. Because as soon as we start to have to observe the mind, we've stepped out of the mind to be the observer of it, right? And so then we start to go, hang on, if I'm no longer like if I'm no longer the mind, because we cannot solve mind from mind. And a lot of people are trying to solve mind from the mind. They're trying to release ego from more levels of ego. And it just doesn't work like that. Right. No. no. So we really do have to step out. And when we realize where we've stepped out to, that's where this word, I suppose, for me, soul comes in. Because as we realize we are now the awareness of the mind, not the mind itself, and certainly not the thoughts the mind's thinking. We we are the consciousness. We are the soul of self, being that that witness, being that observer, being that noticer. And that really led me down that path for quite a while of that beautiful soul awakening, spiritual awakening. And, And so a lot of the work I do is on that very spiritual level. You know, lots of people refer to it as spiritual. Yeah, great. It's, it is that real multidimensional kind of aspect and leaning into what I refer to as the magic, that magic of non-physical, mm. where we've got the kind of physical stuff. It's the magic of the non-physical. And then, of course, as I continue down that road and I've got mind now and now we're working in soul as well, suddenly the body's going, hi, 
see me, see me, what about me, right? And so then we start to realize that body is so important on so many levels. Yes, of course, the physical nature of the body and how we are nurturing it, how we are feeding it, how we are moving it. And obviously the energetic nature of the body in terms of our emotions, the energy and motion that flows through our bodies. Emotional aspect of the body. I love that it gets talked about so much now because it hasn't always been something that people have realized is worth investing time and energy to understand. Yeah. Right. Right. So good. So good. And so I will often refer to the body as being that portal between mind and soul, Mm. because the body is, we've got the mind bringing the thoughts, and then we've got the soul that is there just as, uh, you know, the awareness, the consciousness, the beautiful, neutral Mm. observer, actually, uh, and being able to connect into the magic of that. And then we have the body, which is that, is feeling the energetic emotions that show whether we whether what our mind is thinking is in alignment with our soul and that's what every emotion simply is every feeling every vibration in our body is simply showing us how much our mind and soul are in alignment or in misalignment yes Yes. and so something we're definitely going to dive into more because I you know I, I I totally get where you're at Joe and I as I said, I love that people are talking more about their body, but also like looking at my background with counseling and therapy and coaching and business, like the whole aspect of the mind and the obsession, particularly in the business world with mindset and just about the actual mind, which is very much the ego stuff was missing a whole lot. So it's like more people are doing work like you are and like I am like the the whole aspect of me using um, the Thrive Factor Archetype framework that I created is again yeah. looking at how do we go beyond that ego part of ourselves to look at other aspects of who we are and how we might express ourselves. No, it's not a definitive labeling, um, but yeah, it's so good to see the rich right. is coming out. Um, but yeah, alignment and misalignment. I I find like alignment or being aligned. You know, they're phrases, they're words that get used a lot, right? In the coaching yeah, yeah. space. Uh, in the health space that you see it's showing up in lots of different industries and I think probably most of us have some awareness or understanding of what we think it means but whether we're correct or not is another thing but you know I'd love to know your take on and like how when you work with clients your alignment and probably more importantly misalignment and how do we actually pay attention and you know even recognize misalignment pay attention to it and do something about it if we truly want to be in alignment with whatever that is for us yeah it's such a beautiful question right because we often overlook that and we just jump straight into yeah come on then let's do the alignment work let's look yeah. at that but fundamentally if we don't actually understand what we're talking about when we're talking about alignment and misalignment then we're really kind of doing ourselves a disservice mm-hmm. and particularly we're doing the mind a disservice because the mind in order to be able to get on board with something needs to feel familiar with it. It needs to go, Oh, I I understand that. I kind of get that. I can put it in this box and then the mind will get on board. And so what I refer to, you know, as what I do is it is mind, body and soul alignment. And so when I talk about alignment and misalignment, the first thing I will always want to make totally clear is, and it sounds to- it sounds crazy because I'm talking about alignment and misalignment. I want to make it totally clear there is no such thing as misalignment. Ah, there you go. That's the first thing I want to say, right? There is no such thing as misalignment. 
Now, that sounds silly for me to say because I will often refer to misalignment. I'll often do the air quotes around it because I'm, I'm, I'm wanting just to, to show that it's actually just a made up thing. Because fundamentally what we're trying to do is we are trying to talk about something that is non-physical energy and we're trying to put human words around it. Ultimately, in terms of the non-physical energy, there is no separation. There is no separation. There is actually no duality. That's a mind-led construct. And everything is one energy. Everything is one energy. Fundamentally, I am you and you are me and we are all one. We're all one energy. But in order to be able to describe things in this human 3D realm, we've got to be able to put corners and words around it and split things out to be able to experience, right? Yeah, I we're not going to go into it in great detail now, but there's moments in time where I think about how we got to be where we are as human beings in this, you know, in this time and space and all of the things that we have created to make sense of things that we don't really understand. And like you said, labels, words, you know, the science, the study, the, all of the, the theories, the, all these things to try and create understanding but really, in what, how much of it's even a truth? We don't know. Like, we don't know, right? <laughs> and the beauty of that is that how much of it's the truth, we don't know. That means we get to choose. We get yes, to choose yes. what is true for us, right? Yes, and so that, that, that idea, right, that idea of misalignment then is useful for us to talk about as long as we do understand the context of where we're talking about it from. And so a lot of people will talk about this idea of misalignment and they'll say, oh yeah, you know, I've got a block. I've got an upper limit problem. I've got a block. I've got, I'm self-sabotaging. I'm doing all of this stuff. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that if it actually gives you some sort of release in the moment, but it generally is quite a quick release and it's not a sustainable kind of idea when we're labeling ourselves in that way. The idea when I talk about misalignment, what I will say, or anything where we think we've got a block, we think we've got a problem, we think there's something wrong, I will always just remind us that is simply a misperception of the mind. That mm. is the mind looking at something and saying there is something wrong. And the only thing that is ever wrong is we believe there's something wrong. Yeah. On the absolute basis level, everything is totally perfect. You are in total alignment. I am in total alignment. Everything is in total alignment because that is the natural state of the universe. Mm. The only misalignment is when the mind goes, there's something wrong with that because right. I should be over there and I'm over and I'm still here. And so I'm splitting apart from who I truly am. And so we experience it as misalignment. Mm. What I love to remind people, basically that's what I suppose I help people to do is to remember the truth of who they are. Remember that absolute alignment that is so inherent within them, so natural within them, that absolute power, that limitlessness, the magic of them. Because when they can remember that, they go, oh, it's been here all along. Oh, I've been totally whole all along. I've been totally perfect. Not in a perfectionist mind-led, like trying to put corners around way, but I've been totally whole and perfect all along. What I see also a lot in our industry is what I refer to people pulling on the thread of misalignment. Yeah, I know. I remember reading that term and I thought, that's yeah, curious. So I'm a, definitely a curious why person. So tell us more about that, you know, that actual phrase you said, pulling on the thread of misalignment, because I agree that there is so much in the coaching self-development, self-help, 
kind of big industries now. Like they, you know, they're all over the world, um, and a lot of people contributing. I guess through a lot of time misunderstanding. Yes. Yeah. To those the 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 like I can see why there are so many people out there that talk about I'm blocked, I'm sabotaging, I'm stuck. It's a mindset issue because they're being told that by people, yes. right? Who I think I hope that are coming from a good place, just they don't know the bigger picture of it all. So yeah, so talk about us about that pulling on yeah. the thread of misalignment and why yeah. it doesn't and the reason why a lot of people are talking about it is because there has been a part of our human unfolding expansion evolution as part of the collective consciousness, where actually what I refer to now as pulling the thread of misalignment was serving us at one point yeah. as a collective, as humanity, it was serving yeah. us. If you imagine going back not even that long ago, the idea of people even just talking about their feelings, talking about things that have occurred and happened to them in their past just wasn't a dumb thing it wasn't a heard of thing right and so that long ago it was you know exactly what you've done I think you're probably similar to me I think it's not making assumption I think from what I know of you that we're as curious individuals we have been open to and sought out personal development personal learning that kind of stuff you know for, for quite some time but I know that, you know, some, you know, closer friends of mine, even people in the business world that I, you know, have conversations with, it's still very new to them to even consider personal development and themselves and their own place in the world and their, you know, understanding and awareness. And I have to remind myself that I, you know, started doing it so long ago when it was really, yes. no one did stuff like that. You know, talking about, I don't think it was, the word wasn't mindset, but I remember listening to tapes that my dad had that he used to call them um, mind-opening kind of things. It was literally cassette tapes in the 1980s, hating myself here, but they were about really thoughts become things. That was the underlying energy of it. And he used to talk to me about what he was listening to and how, you know, what you think influences what you get, what you think influences how you feel. That was really, oh, I don't think he told many people about that. He had a very curious, you know, youngster in his at home. I can't imagine him telling his friends, you know, that, you know, going to the footy or something that he was listening to things like that, you know, yeah. and even as I said to not that long ago, it still was kind of a novelty to exactly be so curious about things. Exactly. And so from that place, almost coming into it cold, the idea of just even talking about how you feel, talking about your emotions to somebody, being able to share the fact that this thing happened to you when you were five years old that actually is still affecting you, that can be a really powerful release. As I said, though, there's only so long that talking about those things, that talking about the things that actually and repeating those stories of the things that actually don't feel good to to us there's only so long that can give you a release and a relief and when we get to that point which is where obviously you know you and I are at that point way past that point and most of the people we work with are Mm. exactly that as well sometimes they're still trying to pull on that thread of misalignment and and a lot of the time 
um, you know, within our industry, coaches, mentors, you know, healers, whatever else it is, are, are also still trapped in that world of thinking we have to pull on that thread. So the idea of pulling on that thread for me is noticing some misalignment coming up. So noticing some sort of, you know, feeling coming up that doesn't feel quite good inside us, noticing like something that's happened that, you know, we don't like an argument with somebody or, or mm. noticing that as we talk about this one thing, something is triggered and activated within us that gives us a memory of something that happened when we were younger, whatever it is, right? Almost if you imagine that, like that's a thread of alignment popping up and saying, hello, hello, see me. And what we then often do is we literally try and pull on that thread. We're tugging on that thread. We're trying to pull it. We're trying to find what's on the other end of that thread. I need to work out what's on the other end. Why did that happen? And why am I feeling like this? And, oh, what's the problem? And and how often do I feel like this? And what's going on here? And what's the block? And shall I label myself as sabotaging myself? Is it past trauma? Is it, you know, narcissistic abuse? Is it blah, 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 blah? Is it all these things? Right? As we pull the thread of misalignment, the only thing we are meeting on the other end of that thread of misalignment is more misalignment Mm. energy flows in its own vibration and it unfolds and expands in its own vibration so as we focus on misalignment and pull that thread we are finding and creating more misalignment (laughs) right now I am never saying to ignore the thread of misalignment I'm never going to because that is not useful either all I'm saying is Allow the thread of misalignment to come up. Allow it to pop up and go, hi, hey, see me, just want to be seen. Notice the thread of misalignment. Notice it. Oh, hello. Yeah, you want to be seen. I can notice you. That's okay. Hold space for it as much as possible in the energy of neutrality. Just Mm. being able to be the, the consciousness, the observer of it. Just noticing, oh, hi, you're there. Oh, okay, it's okay. You can be there. I see you, I hear you, I forgive you, I thank you, I love you, it's okay, you can be there. But try not to pull on it, because when we simply hold enough space for it, it's just something within us that wants our attention. It's like the little three-year-old child tugging on our trouser leg, going, see me, see me, see me. And as soon as we go, oh, hello, my love, it goes, oh, oh, yeah, I'm kind of okay now, that's it. It's so interesting, isn't it? Just what you described then, Joe, is something that I would refer to and I talk a lot with my clients and community about is tapping into the lens of curiosity. So when something comes up that in the past you may have responded to with judgment, criticism, labeling, meaning, comparison, deciding something is wrong with you, all of those kind of things to stop yourself, to pause before you go down the path of the thinking, the feeling that is attached to all of that and go, well, that's interesting that came up wonder what that's about and like you said give it space and not follow through with the rest of all the crap that can often come after that because it's the pattern and we I think we've all no matter you you and I in different parts of the world but so many people I've talked to are relevant of where we are we have been brought up in a world that's reinforcing that we're not whole that we have things wrong with us that we have to go and get things fixed and yes right so it's no surprise that there's confusion and there are yes. people out there that just decide that they are broken and I can't stand that phrasing, but that, you know, and that they need to go and sort things out, fix things, make understanding of it, make meaning of it, where I think there's a lot of energy goes into that that doesn't need to be. And that I feel, think, right. feel exactly what you've been saying. I mean, even for a long time, um, the word healing to me and talking about 
people doing healing and healing themselves mm-hmm. for a long time I struggled a bit even with that because mm-hmm. there sometimes can within the energy of that there can be a vibration of this idea that I'm broken in some way I need to fix myself in some way you know I need to heal myself and yeah. sometimes you know if, if anyone comes to me to start to work work with me and they come from that place of you know almost saying I kind of need you to help me fix myself I'm like you know this isn't where we're starting when we're, we're not we're not doing this we're not jumping in from that place but what I've come to to kind of also then be able to feel into around healing is that it's it's all about intention and and perspective and so if we actually then look at that and say all that healing fundamentally is is just a perspective shift Mm -hmm. it is this idea as I said earlier it's this idea that we are looking at something and saying there's something wrong when there's nothing wrong And so it's just a perspective shift. So we're not actually healing anything. We're not making anyone whole because they weren't whole. We are just realigning and shifting their perspective so they see their own wholeness. So they remember their own wholeness. Like that's the power. One of the the words I, I tend to use over and over again when talking to clients or in my teachings or whatever else it is, uh, in sharing posts online is the word remember yeah I'm because doing that yes because that's a soul energy where the mind has learning right the mind in this human incarnation is actually to learn to take information in to take knowledge in a beautiful thing I absolutely love learning and then on the same level we've got the soul where it's not about learning for the soul actually it's about remembering because we have so much within our soul memory that we can tap into if we choose to tap into. If we can get the mind on board enough and we can then settle that in the body, we can tap into so much from our soul memory. Most of the work I do is extremely intuitive-led work. It is work where through having come to a place where I have worked on my mindset, in you know, to a, to enough of a degree uh, and continue to do that where I am allowing the emotions and vibrations and sensations in my body to flow through without judging them just being the observer of them I now in so many ways tap into tune into so much of that soul wisdom and so most of the time uh, most of the time when I'm talking to clients or answering questions they've asked mind joe is going what you don't know the answer to this what are you talking about and yet my mouth opens and it just this it it just flows out it just flows out because it's soul memory it's soul wisdom the epitome joe of the mentor teacher archetype You were a teacher for a start, right? But in the Thrive Factor framework, the mental teacher archetype has an obsession, like a compulsion to learn. They focus on their learned experience, sometimes get to the space of understanding the value of their lived experience as well, which brings another richness in. But the real gift of the mental teacher in the world, it's one of my archetypes too, is to really tap into our wisdom our innate knowing that we were born with, that we don't have to go and do courses and programs and talk to people and do read books and listen to things and get qualifications, which a lot of mental teachers think they do. Cause like yeah. they can't understand, they can't explain the knowing. They can't explain the wisdom. So let me go and get a thing, a piece of paper to prove so that if someone ever asks me, 
and I have, and I like, I can't say how I know. Yes, it's a, exactly what you're talking about. But that real gift of the mental teacher and our real purpose here is to be, I call it the wisdom woman, like to really be in that space of knowing that we have wisdom firstly, but sharing it, you know, vibrantly, abundantly with abandon kind of thing. You know, it's just, it's such an incredible thing. And you and I, I'm sure, will, will no doubt, both experienced the kinds of teachers that are very much in that ego mind space of teaching and they're like proving and they'll show you this, I'll show you that, and those that actually tap into that beautiful wisdom that is yeah. there and infinite and available at any point in time, as you said, which is remembering who you are. Yes, yeah. that's it. It is infinite and available anytime like yeah that's exactly it you know what I'll I'll often with my with my kind of VIP VIP one-to-one clients they get full access to me you know in messages you know all of that in in between any kind of sessions that we're doing and the conversations we are having there I will always say to them look there is nothing off the table Mm. it if it is about mind body or soul which everything is okay. <laughs> then, let's then let's go there you can ask me a question you can share anything with me right about any of those things we have those conversations and that is not me saying I am an expert in no. everything it is me absolutely recognizing that almost there are three things I can call upon the first one and often the most empowering one is that even though I'm not an expert in you, I know that on a, even at least on a subconscious level, you are an expert in you. Yes. And so I can then reflect back and ask the questions that are going to allow that wisdom from your subconscious mind, then into your superconscious, the soul, mm-hmm. memory, wisdom to be able to flow through. Then on another level, sometimes clients might be asking you something, you know, that actually or sharing something with me that actually then utilizes my more mind led knowledge, mm. the learning I've had, the qualifications I do have, you know, right. hypnotherapy and neurolinguistic programming and coaching and energy healing from a mind led knowledge perspective. And I can share with them what comes mm. through there. But often the most powerful thing that will always flow through is actually that soul-led wisdom. It will just channel and flow through. And so actually, as I said, even when the mind Joe is saying we don't know the answer to that, it will the answer will just flow through and of course I will always say on from that place from any place take what resonates and leave what doesn't and I don't have to make anything fit right yeah so I think it was the latter it was the latter part of last year because I remember listening to it and I had COVID which was in December of 2022 and you put that kind of uh, invitation out there for people to say yes do kind of do a reading or something I can't remember that can you remember that and I had like ridiculous numbers of them to do I had 150 people yeah very crazy but also it was like of course like of course that many people jumped on to get some insight from Joe's wisdom because they still don't trust their own I was curious just because knowing you and I thought and I know how much you as I said have kind of evolved and really owning that space of your your intuition and your wisdom now in a different way to what you did previously when we first met and i I've just, I've listened to that recording from you more than once. It was so accurate. And it's not because you know all the ins and outs of everything I do or who I am. It was just, I could feel my, you know, like my wisdom could feel your wisdom talking to it. Like that's how it felt to me, right? And that's, that's the beauty of basically what we're doing is we're expressing something that then 
is going to resonate with the right people, with the people it's meant to resonate with. We're creating a vibration of resonance. And literally when, you know, when I tune into to somebody else through the collective consciousness, when I tune into somebody else, it, it really is. I mean, to some people, it like sounds mad to say, but it's such an easy thing. It just comes through. It just flows through. It's like, oh, there's this going on for you. And you're probably feeling a bit of this and your mind's looking here and I can see you doing this. And and it just kind of comes through as its absolute flow, because as we were saying before, fundamentally, we are all one. We are all one. And so when I go into this space of the collective, then my soul and your soul, my higher self, your higher self, all of it on one level as it comes up is one. So I can get the messages for you just as I can get the messages for me. And it's a really beautiful thing. The one thing I will always say to people, and I I probably did say to uh, it to you at the beginning of the message, is that I do know that I am not here, excuse me, I'm not here in this lifetime actually to be people's psychic, to be people's seer. Although I absolutely do see, hear, know, sense, even smell, taste, definitely feel a lot of of things for other people Mm -hmm. and some really specific messages Mm -hmm. from the non-physical, I am actually shown in my mind's eye by their higher self what to share and what not to share. Yeah. I probably only share about 5% of what yeah. I am shown. Yeah. Because I'm I'm not actually here to tell people stuff yeah. about themselves that like is, is actually just not empowering them. I'm here to activate energy within people. I'm here to activate the remembering within you of who you truly are and your own magic, right? Mm-hmm. And Love so it. actually if I tell you too much then it's going to disempower you. You're going to believe that you need to look outside of yourself for those messages and you don't. So what I tend to share is actually more of the, more of the kind of more open stuff, the stuff that's more open to interpretation from you. So you can take the power and wisdom. And a lot of people then say to me, yeah, but Joe, you know, surely like then it's very easy for you to say, you see this other 95% of specific stuff that you don't share. (laughs) Like, how do we know that? I don't care whether you believe me or not. I don't need you to validate me. Right. Mm -hmm. I have gone past that, that egoic point of needing to be validated, of needing to be believed on something Mm -hmm. because I value your personal empowerment and expansion more than I value me being held up there going, whoa, Joe's such a good psychic. She knows all this stuff. I I really couldn't care less about that. Again, which I think, brings a richness to that a whole experience but I'm curious to know this kind of you said you know psychic's a word that a lot of people would use to describe what you've shared that you know what you can do um how like how long have you been aware of that for I know for like I've got a lot of psychic friends clients colleagues that uh, and some of them will say it's been something I have some awareness of all of my life whereas others are like no there's a specific kind of time where I suddenly became aware that and then others are the story of I kind of knew but I tried to deny it and you know it's all these different you know, so I'm curious to know kind of your story about that before then we're going to talk about manifesting because I definitely want to talk to you about Absolutely. that yeah so the fun thing with the kind of really tuning into the, these non-physical mm-hmm. abilities right that the intuitive the psychic stuff is that 
what I like to the way I like I like to describe these things is I like to remove the smoke and mirrors from stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea that people are disempowered in believing there's any sort of fancy special thing that I have that you don't have or that I'm doing that you're not doing and that therefore you need someone or something outside of yourself in order to get that experience or have that thing. And so actually in in removing the smoke and mirrors from this idea of psychic the thing I will always say is we all absolutely are doing this, are being this every single moment of every single day. It is just an innate thing in all of us. Mm. All it means is that we can tune into that non-physical part and potentially with some of some people, we've practiced tuning into that non-physical part. And then with some people, almost they don't need to do the practice as much. And it just seems to kind of be this thing that comes through quite strong. So for me personally, I wouldn't have said that it was something that was always in me okay. until I actually look back and then go, hang on. Oh, of course, it, of course, right. I now see it there. I see it there. I see it when I was this age and that thing happened that I tried to just dismiss or that someone else tried to dismiss. I see it there. I see it there. I see it in just feeling with that person that I just, oh, what is it about this person? I can't seem to get on with them or I just can't. Oh, it just feels like this weird energy. I, like, actually, when when I look back, I go, it was always there. It was always there. And so, actually, to me, that is really powerful to remind ourselves that it really is always there and it's always mm-hmm. there in all of us. The thing that I love now is it really is about the intention of it. Because I have really done the work and continue to do the work to activate my own alignment, energy of alignment, to come to a place where I really can be such a safe place for myself and for others in such a place of authenticity and integrity and openness. It's almost like that has allowed me then to be be gifted the perspective even more clearly of those of those intuitive you know abilities right it's not because they weren't there it's like it's like oh joe now you're ready to be able to shift your focus to be able to see that even more and of course then the more that i use it the more stuff i do share that i'm shown and literally you know i know i'm meant to share and the more it then of course does resonate with people it's meant to resonate with it's like oh okay cool yeah we'll kind of, of keep going with this course, thing right? this is like fun. I know <laughs> I find it so such a fascinating thing just that you we sort of both said that we have all of these gifts these abilities these whatever words we want to use to describe them um, again those very human ego <laughs> driven words uh, within us but some people do expand their awareness or firstly have the awareness and then expand their awareness of them and others choose not to and that's just yeah, I think yeah. just, you know we're all different I don't yeah. you know but it's I think that the real key thing is that as you've said more than once Joe, we have this within us we all do and it's there is a big choice aspect of what you do with it which I think really leads beautifully to talking about manifesting which I love the stories that you share like looking at Facebook's like what stories are you going to share about what she's manifested or what someone she's like like you know in communication with has manifested recently and you sort of said right when we were um when you shared some kind of ideas for us to talk about today that you know you put the thing that like how life force energy does and doesn't work like, let's talk about that because you also link that that then has a, I guess, an influence on how we can manifest or create what we desire. You know? yes, so let's absolutely. talk about that for a bit. 
Yeah. So when we talk about life force energy, almost if we um, if we imagine and I'm going to say if we imagine it is actually the truth of how things work. But if we just imagine for a moment that each of us is a specific frequency or vibration, almost like a musical note. So if we imagine right that you are a musical note and I am a musical note, a vibration, a frequency. Mm. Right. And so this this life force energy basically is our musical note being played in its absolute crystal clearest form. Right. And the life force energy is that specific note. But often maybe we're a musical note C, but often we've been kind of expressing ourselves or being or living in the confines of like trying to play the D note and thinking, why don't I feel right? Why don't I feel like aligned, right? Or even like the C sharp and we just kind of feel a little bit like, oh, it just doesn't feel quite right. Again, out of tune. It's out of tune. It is out of tune. And so that's often I'll talk about helping people to tune in, right? To tune in, to tune in fully to the purest essence of them, their own specific musical note, their own specific vibration. And if we then imagine that vibration being something that flows through us, flows through us and around us, our life force energy. So a lot of the work I do, I will use use what we refer to as the energy centers or the chakras to be able to describe how that works because it's such an easy model to hang things oh, isn't off. It just? It's it's and I think it's become a model that is far more accessible in the kind of you know everyday world now. I don't know about you, but I remember first hearing about chakras. It made sense to me. And with a love of color and being an art therapist as part of my background, it made complete sense to me. Right. What a cool way to talk about the energy and the different kind of spaces and places within our body. Yeah. Um, but I, I know and- other people will say, well, this sh- that chakra thing's weird. Right. But you can literally, literally, you know, however you want it, you can, you can actually go into it and really kind of be like, this is the truth of what's going on. Or you can simply use it as a model just to kind of, you know, an idea of the way of being able to talk about Mm. something, because actually everything, as we've said, is one energy. And so the idea of separating anything out into different chakras, different energy centers is just a mind construct that's useful then for us to be able to talk about things, right? It helps us to be able to understand and experience. But most of the work I do, therefore I use the energy of the, and the, the kind of wisdom and the information of the energy centers to be able to describe it. And so in terms of manifestation, here's what we've got to understand about manifestation. In order to manifest something people will often say that simply by asking it is done and so it is right and that is completely true in energy simply by putting a thought out there of what we want then it is given to us automatically in energy but of course a lot of us aren't happy about only getting in energy a lot of us want it in the tangible physical realm right So basically what's happening there is in the other dimensions, in the higher dimensions, it is automatically given. Mm. But in order to get it back into this 3D kind of place, this 3D Mm -hmm. realm in the physical tangible, then some certain stuff has to happen. And often we will derail ourselves with doubt before that happens. Mm. So a good way to describe it is. In order to um, in order to even be at a place where we can ask for what we want, we have to first feel totally safe. Right. Until we feel totally safe, then 
the idea of having a desire, if we're not safe, the idea of desiring something more is like, it's not even going to come in, right? Because the whole system is just going, you're not safe, you're not safe, just focus on survival. Yeah, the phrase that comes to mind is dead in the water. Like, you know, it's right. absolutely extreme, but that's it. It's just, it's stopped. It's arrested. It's just. Exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. And so, so many people are saying this whole manifestation thing's not working for me. Everything that everyone's teaching, it's not working for me. And it's because you are saying it's not working for me. And as soon as you say it's not working for me, then you, your system is saying, therefore, I'm not safe. Like I'm not completely safe. It's not okay. There's a problem. Yeah. And so when we are totally safe now, safety is the energy of our root energy center that kind of we I tend to just talk about the main seven, although there are a lot that we can talk about. But if yeah. we just talk about the main seven, that root energy center really there in and around the physical body, we'll often talk about it being around the base of our spine, our legs, our feet, mm-hmm. the very roots of us. Mm-hmm. That's where we've got to get really safe, grounded, rooted, remembering our absolute safety, our own self-trust, our own being able to literally lean on Mother Earth, be able to stand on her and feel like I am okay, I'm safe here. When we feel fully safe, what happens is our energy then travels up naturally into our sacral, our sacral, that beautiful feminine womb space, right, which is all to do with desire and pleasure and passion Mm. and vibrancy and Mm. and create creativity and all of that, right? In that beautiful sacral womb space, that's where the desire comes in. That's where suddenly we go, I can ask for what I want. In that sacral, as the energy is traveling up, automatically it is given. In terms of the energy in the quantum, Mm. in other dimensions, it is given. It's just you are not going to physically see it for a while because what then has to happen is the energy travels up into your solar plexus, this more masculine energy center of power, of autonomy, of choice, of taking aligned action. And we start to energetically start to notice the sorts of actions we could take, we might take. We don't actually start taking action at that point. We just start to call in energetically the actions we might take. They start to filter in. Awareness, isn't it, of the the possibility that exist. Exactly that. Then as that energy travels up, as the energy then feels like, oh, good, you know, so far we're all good. Like she's kind of, she's on board. It's all nice. Then the energy can travel up into our heart. As soon as it travels up into our heart, we can really connect in with that desire that we want, that thing that we want, right? We start to connect in. And in the heart, it is that beautiful place of remembering our oneness, of our remembering that actually everything is already given. It's perfect. We already are everything. We're in the present moment. And so that is, again, building that beautiful energy of the manifestation. Then it has to come up into our throat, the energy of expression, the energy of communication, where we start to get almost just as a vibration, we kind of breathe in and out this energy of the desire. We just start to energetically breathe in and out, maybe expressing in some words, maybe just listening because the ears are part of that throat energy center as well. Maybe just listening in and kind of tuning in to what's coming up inside us and also anything useful outside. Yeah. Right. Then it comes up into our third eye, it connects into our third eye. Suddenly that the intuition, the inner wisdom is starts to be sparked around it. And we start to see the image of us having it. Oh, my gosh, in my mind's eye, I can see me having it. There I am. Oh, wow. And this and this person's around me and that. Oh, wonderful. And then it comes up into the crown. And as it connects to the crown, it literally can burst up as a beautiful channel of light, connecting us, reconnecting us with source, with the divine, with the universe itself, right? With that beautiful, limitless expansion of consciousness. 
here's what then has to happen, because this is where a lot of people go, oh, great, it's travel, the energy's traveled up, the manifestation must be there. No, <laughs> it is not yet here tangibly in the physical until that energy has then come all the way back Makes down. Sense. Because as it comes back down, then the inspiration literally comes back in through your crown it connects with the third eye and suddenly you're literally seeing it and you're starting to get the intuitive nudges of like oh okay right there's some action to take now this is where as the energy comes back down we start taking action because those intuitive nudges filter down into our throat suddenly I'm speaking I'm phoning that person up I'm asking them about right you know where can I get that thing or how can that work or da -da -da -da. it's the energy then comes down into my heart and suddenly I'm connecting with all all the right people I'm reaching out to all my connections all the right people and I'm saying this and that to get it all sorted to get it into the world then the energy comes back down into our solar plexus as soon as it starts to come back down into our solar plexus which is part of the human energy centers those lower three are the very human energy centers this is where you start to see the physical tangible manifestations just start to see right because in that solar plexus, in the human, that is basically, you could relate that to the third dimension, the mm. third energy center coming up. It is the third dimension, that energy of now suddenly I am tangibly, physically taking action. I am doing the steps that get me there, but I haven't had to conceive those steps from the mind and my limited perspective of mind. I'm just suddenly taking action. Here I am. It's aligned action. It's just happening. Mm. Right. Then that energy naturally now travels back down to my sacral. It remixes with that desire of it. And I'm like, oh, my, here it is. Here it is. Wow. Wow. It's happening. And as soon as the energy then rehits your root and you are totally grounded in the safety of it, there it is. There is the physical tangible manifestation mm. there is suddenly here's the keys to your dream home here's that money in your bank here's that whatever else you know here's that dream partner that you've been manifesting yeah. whatever it is suddenly they are there right in front of you in the physical but what tends to happen is we start to allow the energy to come up and at some point, the doubt creeps in and we start to say, it's not working. It's not that working. Not working. It's driven. not going to work. <laughs> and that doubt brings the energy right back down to, to the root. We have to start again. Yeah. Over right. and over we have to kind of start again. Yeah. If we can truly allow ourselves to be in the energy of trust, and trust is a choice, just literally choosing mm -hmm. to trust. I just choose to trust that this is working out and this is all happening. If we can be in that energy as it travels up, and back down again, then it is inevitable that you will get exactly what you have asked for. I love it. I have a feeling that you, what you've just shared will have blown some people's minds who, again, <laughs> ever had, have tried, you know, they've done the, I, I don't know, you possibly hear this as well, Joe, but I tried manifesting and it's a bit crappy, like it doesn't work. Or there's one archetype that I would refer to as the master manifester in the Thrive Factor framework, because we call her the shapeshifter alchemist, the, you know, that whole energy of the alchemy. And a lot of shapeshifter alchemists have over the years said to me, I hate having that archetype. It's horrible because all I manifest is crappy stuff in my life. And, and I love to illuminate the reality that, but you understand how you manifested. So imagine if your thoughts, if your feelings, if those kind of things that you were putting forward 
we're more considered, we're more intentional, we're more whatever right. you want it to be. If, if you're yeah, a good manifester, you're a good manifester, right? Of the kind of, crap and of the good. Now look at me and they'll say things like, they kind of, they believe me, but they don't believe me. I was like, you can't deny this because you've just told me, you know that you manifest like effortlessly, but just because of the, what you put in, you got that out. <laughs> like, you know, that put bad, you know, put unhealth, unhealthy, purposeless for, thoughts and feelings in. That's what you're going to get in the end, right? But yes, agree. That's Everyone it. can manifest. It's just that particular archetype. It's at a lightning speed, very, very fast compared to the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that personally for me, I am an absolute lightning speed manifester. Yeah, no doubt. I, and I was, I was, you know, I was always, but for a lot of my life, I was manifesting all the crap. Yes. I was manifesting all the things that I didn't want based on the thoughts yeah. that I was having. I was manifesting more stress, more, you know, all of this sort of stuff. Right. And now it literally is, I can often li- literally just have a thought like, let's say something simple oh I'd love a cup of tea oh I'd love a cup of tea right now and suddenly my husband walks in with a cup of tea and I'm like oh okay great thanks you know it is it is such a beautiful thing when you truly understand how this stuff works you don't have to understand how it works in order for it to work it's working for all of us whether you understand it or not but when we do understand it and we can do what I refer to as manifesting on purpose then suddenly you can just get to play in it. You can get to play in it. And so what I definitely say to people is through, if it's the first time they've kind of had that, that awareness or understanding of how the energy centers have to work, almost the energy has to flow in order to, to get things to manifest in the physical and the tangible, just start to see if you can notice at what point do I tend to bring the doubt in? Yes. Is it as the energy is coming up and it starts to come up into this, like, like even just the, I, the visioning it, I can't, I seem to then start yeah. to doubt there, or, or is it as it's coming back down and I'm, I'm about to like express and share, like, where is it that the doubts want to creep in? Cause it, it tends to be for people with each manifestation, it's the same sort of points okay. where the doubts start to creep Which, in. And then they can really look at that, right? They can look at what's going on around that energy center and start to actually go, oh, okay, well, then I can start to expand this energy center and open this energy center. Mm, mm. So interesting. So interesting. We could talk for hours. I say that to most of my guests, and that's why I have all of you incredible souls here. But we are going to get to wrapping up very soon. I, though, have been asking all of the guests a same series of questions just to tie us back into, you know, the whole theme of She Leads, She Thrives is about leadership and thriving and providing an opportunity for women around the world so that we can hear the global voice of wisdom, yeah, and all the things that everyone is doing and sharing and creating and teaching, and which is very, very cool. So I'm going to ask you those questions now. The first one, what role does leadership play in your life and business? Oh, what role does leadership play yeah. in my life and business? I love that. Um, the first thing that automatically comes to me is I will I will tend to refer to myself as a side-by-side guide, mm-hmm. a side-by-side leader. And that's not to say that um, that leading 
is something that um, that automatically has any sort of hierarchy idea to mm. it. But I love the expansiveness of recognizing that the most powerful place that we can lead from is is truly, truly remembering that we are all one. Mm. Is truly, truly remembering that yes, of course, there are some of us who've experienced you know certain things maybe before others or who have you know who who know have this knowledge or this wisdom and that other people don't have and therefore can lead in that space leadership to me is a collective energy leadership to me is actually a collaborative energy leadership to me is about deeply remembering that we are all side by side in this and the most powerful leaders are the ones who don't bring any above or below in front or behind the most powerful leaders are the ones who remember that we are all side by side and in that side by side we get to lead and rise together Mm -hmm. and you might lead in this one thing like for me and I might then lead in this other thing for you and that's such to me that's such a beautiful energy of leadership yes it's I am loving certainly the answers I'm getting to these questions uh, and the diversity of them but also the thread that's tying them all together but also that I feel compared to my view of leadership growing up that leadership is being redefined in a, a much more holistic, inclusive way. About time. So let's see, you know, I think we can all just benefit from that. So thank you for your answer to that one. So the next one, how do you know when you're thriving? How do you know? How do you know? When you're how do I know? How do I know when I'm thriving? Can't even say the word thriving. <laughs> um, do you know, interestingly for me, the most beautiful state for me to be in which is when I truly know when I'm thriving is when my train is at the station is the metaphor I use when my train is at the station because lots of us have this idea that we would love our train to be going 90 miles an hour in the right direction right we want that high vibe all the time oh my god yeah amazing I know right as if it's going 90 miles an hour in that direction of alignment and everything's perfect. oh my god wow 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 and it's all buzzy and it's all, all on busy. track literally right? it's all totally on track totally on track but what a lot of us experience you know, a lot of the time is our trains going 90 miles an hour in in what we might refer to as the wrong direction, in a direction that doesn't feel good to us. And the thing is, we often think that we're meant to turn that train around from going 90 miles an hour one way to 90 miles an hour another way in one swift move. I mean, we'd kill all the people on the train. Just imagine doing that. It just doesn't work. And so what I will always talk about is this is the idea of that thread of misalignment. Mm. Notice your train is going 90 miles an hour in the direction Mm. that you don't want it to go in. Just notice it. You don't need to know why or like where it's headed or or where it's come from. Just notice that it is going potentially in a direction that you're not enjoying. Mm. And then just start to slow it down. Simply by noticing it, it will start to slow itself down. And it slows itself down, you know, to, you know, 89, 88, et cetera, et cetera, until eventually it will come to a standstill at the station. That is the energy of neutrality, where it just comes to that standstill at the station. And then, I don't know, turn the train around or get the driver to go out to the other end. So literally we are train at the station facing the direction we know we want to be in. And I know a lot of people then want me to start ramping up that train. And of course, we can ramp up that train. We can go in that direction, whatever miles an hour you want to go. 
But my favourite place and the place I know I am thriving is when my train is at an absolute beautiful rest, pause, calmness, neutral place of being at the station, facing in the direction of alignment and just feeling into the delicious possibilities that are coming. Mm -hmm. Able to be so present in the moment that I feel that absolute calm and peace and balance within myself and yet also being able to look out and go wow look at what is to come that to me is pure thriving it's bringing up so many visual metaphors to me I love the train metaphor but even that like standing on the edge of a cliff where you just see the most incredible vista in front of you and that is your like you said your potential your your all of the possibility is just there ready for you to take the leap or to you know to whatever that looks like for you there's so many great ways you know to dive I talk, dive I, I talk about that the the standing on the cliff a lot with people because a lot of people in our industry talk about this idea of leaping taking this yes, massive leap yes. flying off the cliff and of course yeah beautiful if you choose it's to but lovely. actually I'll tell you if you want to my favorite place to be is stood on the edge of that cliff where I can see everything I am literally one with everything I can see it all I can see if I want to I can turn around and see where I've been for some learning I can look around me I can see the sky I can see below I can see it all like this idea that I've got to force myself to take this huge leap doesn't actually you know for me it doesn't serve me if I choose to but the most beautiful places for me are all always those places of the journey, of the moment, of the anticipation maybe of what's to come. But I don't need actually to leap into the what's to come to be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I can enjoy it in the present moment, yeah. just being within my own energy. An incredible gift to be able to be at that space because, again, I I see examples all the time of that the, the, the being in that precipice of whatever that is for you and that and yet until you're at the whatever the thing you're focused on attaining then you know are you really where you're going like are, you know are you successful are you this are you that like all of the different again mind-driven human 3d constructs around you know those kind of things so um what a great reminder to to, to stop where you are and not have to leap if that's not where what you want to do ready to do whatever that looks like love it right. so couple more questions to wrap up how can people connect with you like where's the best <laughs> place to write for them to do that? how can people connect with me do you know the place that basically I am just there sharing me being me totally is literally my own personal Facebook page yes. so it is it is Joe Norton right yes. it is just Joe Norton that is Joe Norton that is who I be and over the years of talking about the evolution of you know my business and the work I do and how I work with people over the years I had all the things you know I had when I started the business I had I had you know all the different ways and all the different platforms and all the different things and actually now that is the place where I be who I be and I share who Mm. I be that is the place and at some point might there be other you know other kind of things coming in right I mean Oh, there's always a new website launch on the horizon for all of us, right? There's always a, you look at your website and you go, yeah, that's not really reflecting the the multidimensional being that I've stepped into in this now moment. So maybe, yeah, my personal Facebook. This is again, a whole other podcast episode of like, how do you, you know, how do you capture in those ways that a lot of people are still very much 
I want to see a website. I want to see a page explaining what I'm going to get. I want to see, and you know, I have some of those things because I like to have them, but they get reflected on and evolved all the time as we evolve. And I think that's the important thing because there are people out there in the world who may be ideal clients for people like you and I and others listening in to work with, no matter what kind of online service business you run or what you do that want more not evidence and proof necessarily, but they want more tangible. It's just, again, mm-hmm. them learning to trust themselves, right? Turning to, to to let go of the doubts and the, I need to know more, I need to have extra, whatever, whatever they want. And so when they might find a website that is years out of date, they might take that the wrong way. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, yeah. And what, I mean, what I love... What I love about the people who uh, who work with me is literally the way I describe it is we have soul contracts. We have soul contracts. Literally, we have soul contracts to work together. And so it doesn't even necessarily matter like how I present myself or where I present myself. It's just inevitable. So as long as I give them some way of actually finding me in this 3D world, then they do. And most of the people, when they start working with me, we sit there in our very first session and they, and I, and they basically just kind of go, Joe, I don't even really know what we're about to do or why I'm here or I don't have any sort of goals or outcomes. And I'm like, yeah, perfect. They just say, they just know they're meant to be doing this. They just know they're meant to be with me side by side in my energy um, with this unfolding, with this expansion. And so what I love is they really are the people who they couldn't care less what qualifications I have, or even though I've got a hell of a lot of them, like that's not the thing. They're not here for that. They are here because they are choosing to step up for themselves. And they've absolutely seen something in me that has resonated on a soul level that goes, yeah, she's the person to walk side by side with me for this part of the journey. That's it. And how delicious those people are to work with. Right. They don't want all of the information. If you're an information person, that's okay too. There are certain archetypes that do need a lot more information and a lot more pieces of a puzzle in their mind to be able to trust themselves and to make decisions and take action. And there are others that don't need that. And we are all, we all have a place to to, you know, a purpose Absolutely. to you know the the what's it like the kaleidoscope of being human um so okay. don't take what, what we've just said is there's something wrong with you if you're a trust jump in i'm gonna just i don't know why but i'm doing it great if you need more information that's okay too so love it all right last question what's a final piece of wisdom yeah that you can share. So with the, I tend to describe the listeners as kind of, you know, an extension of my client community. They're ambitious. They're in, they want to make impact in the world with whatever they do. So, you know, what's a final piece of wisdom based on what you've talked about and all of your incredible wisdom, your soul wisdom to share with those ambitious kind of curious, you know, going to make an impact in the world souls that are listening into us today. I think it's something I've already said, but just to kind of really hit home on that on that point. Um, to if if you don't already kind of know anything about, if you're kind of listening to this and you don't already know anything about the energy centers, the chakras, or even if you do, but hearing this, you're kind of going, oh yeah, there's some power in that to lean into it even more. 
just start to play and explore in that realm. Just start to play and explore. You know, look it up online, watch, you know, a, a video of someone talking about it, read a book about it. Or even as I've done, technically I've had no training at all on mm. any of the energy centers, the chakras. It's been something that literally that has been a total soul download for me. Mm. All the information I know about it just literally just channels through from the, from soul because mm. it is energy and it's about energy and that's how it comes in. But definitely... If you can notice, as I said earlier, if you can start to notice through understanding the basics of the energy centers, where you are doubting yourself, where the doubts are creeping in, where you're kind of stopping that flow of energy, then that is a super, super powerful thing that you can do for yourself. Because yeah. simply by noticing that, it means you then can start to look for the tools and whether that be through working with someone like me or someone like you, Shannon, or you know whatever else it is, to be able to 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 work through that and not to work through that by pulling that thread of misalignment to work through that by noticing that the thread of misalignment wants to show up holding space for it in the energy of love and then following your thread of alignment which is always there always whole and always totally perfect yeah there you go how can we get like perfect thing to fit to finish with? So cool. Thank you so much for joining me, Joe. I'm glad we made it, we're able to make this happen. Um, as I said, uh, I've said often to the guests, you know, there's a reason I reach out to each of you. And I but I don't do it with our expectation of a certain thing that we're going to talk about necessarily, or even being this is what has to be shared it's just to co-create the space for the conversation and let the magic do its thing yeah so it's um always cool and I go back and listen to my own podcast because I, then I can actually be more tuned into the conversation than when Absolutely. I'm sitting here in this role so I will always look forward to listening and again listening to see what we what we did we actually talk about <laughs> that was so yeah cool. I mean, we went down so many beautiful different places. I'm going to look forward to listening to it too. It's been so beautiful to talk to you. Seriously, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And listeners, thank you for listening, like tuning in and listening to what Joe and I talked about today. Please reach out to her if you're curious and if you want to know more. As she said, you know, Facebook's her her kind of jam. Um, Some of our guests have got lots of places you can connect with them. Some of them are like Joe and they've just distilled that down to this is where you can find me. We will make sure the link for you to connect with Joe is available through the show notes. So uh, if you, you know, make it easy for you, go and check the show notes, make sure you, you know, go and follow through there on the things that we we share in those so that you can connect easily with our guests and everything else that's going on in the whole world of Thrive Factor Co. Uh, but thank you to you just for being a listener on the podcast. Please make sure you go and follow subscribe like all of the different platforms have got different words for everything joe's a podcaster so she knows what that's all all about but if you share if you are interested and you think i know someone who would love to hear what you have heard today share that episode with somebody be the person who's a conduit that shares that wisdom out there in the world it's such a gift for for all of us we all benefit when that happens but thank you for tuning in everybody thank you joe again for being here And um, just remember, everyone, you're born to thrive. So go out there and claim it, right? Have an amazing day. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. 
And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over. 